Welcome to the Cultivate and Celebrate podcast, a podcast for the everyday mama who craves a simple and joy-filled life in a fast-paced world. I'm Amber Brogdon Page, real-life toddler mama, business owner, and your podcast host. I'm here to encourage you as we walk through this season of life together. Grab your favorite drink and join me for practical tips and honest conversations. It's time to trade in the overwhelm for having space for what matters most to you. Toss the confetti and let's dive in. Welcome to episode six of Cultivate and Celebrate. I am so excited because today I am joined by my good friend, Monica Collins with Snapshot Staging, and she is going to be just giving us some of her expertise and best tips for um, organizing and decluttering and making your home feel like home around the holidays. So here is my friend, Monica Collins. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to have you because I have personally loved working with you in my own home in my life. And so um, you are just a joy and I am so, so glad to have you on here. So thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Thank you so much, Amber. I'm so excited to be here. Tell us a little bit about who you are, so what you do on a day-to-day basis in your business. I am Monica Collins, owner of Snapshot Staging here in Tallahassee, Florida. I graduated from Florida State University, Go Knowles, and I had a window of opportunity after my daughter graduated um, from FSU to um, just kind of follow my passion, if so to speak. I have uh, worked in the corporate world since I graduated, and this was my opportunity to um, actually enjoy or be passionate about what I do. And so that uh, leads into what do I do? Um, so many things. I <laughs> I organize um, home staging, selling or dwelling um, is my tagline, selling or dwelling made simple. Um, I do paint consultations, work with builders and contractors and that kind of thing. If people are renovating or building a house, I kind of go in and spatially see things in the flow. I strive to maximize efficiency and home value while minimizing daily stress for people. That's that's it in a nutshell. That is amazing. When this episode airs, it will be December. So we're right here at Christmas time. And I know specifically, even like in my own life as a mama of a toddler, like just all of the toys and the physical clutter can just be so overwhelming this time of year. And even though like in our own home, we went through and we purged a lot of toys and we donated them to um, a local foster care organization in our community. But, but still, I still feel like we still have so much stuff. So what tips do you have for mamas of little ones or um, kids that have, you know, Legos and toys and that kind of thing this time of year, uh, as far as like decluttering or organizing goes? Oh, so many, so many tips. Um, I'm glad you asked that question. You are not alone, Amber. Um, It does feel overwhelming um, with, with the toys and the stuff. It's almost 2022. So there's, there's a plethora of things for our children, educational and just fun. So there is such a thing as overstimulation. 
So there, there is a fine line. Um, we as parents need to figure out how to balance that. And it is, it's hard. My number one tip for any parents of children, small children that still play with toys or even teenagers, whatever, um, would be to it, the one in one out rule. Actually, me, myself, I'm one in six out, but that's. <laughs> that's <laughs> I love that, Monica. That's so good. Oh, thank you. But um, it's so important to get the children involved. Um, I feel like if they are involved in helping with those decisions, um, it becomes easier in life. It becomes a life lesson. So the way I worded it to my child um, when she was growing up was we have gifts coming in, even if it's a birthday. So we need to make space for new things. And there are children that would enjoy these things that you have enjoyed for so long. So now it's their turn to enjoy them and they may not have many things. So let's find some things to to give to children to enjoy while we make space for gifts that will be coming in for you. And, you know, that kind of and however you want to word it, but that leads them into being involved in helping make those decisions. And those decisions are very hard for children and for parents, especially if there's an emotional attachment to things. I do realize that and I do consider that I'm, I'm very thoughtful of that fact because it's more people than you think. Um, so in that case, if your children are struggling with decisions that as the parent, you know, you can help them, guide them along like, well, you know, do you play with this one every day or, you know, uh, does this one have all the pieces, you know, that kind of thing. Um, That's good. And so you want to guide them into their thought process. And then their thought processes and their decisions become quicker and quicker um, the more times they do this. I mean, it, you know, it got to the point where my daughter would be cleaning her room at four years old or straightening up and say, here's some books for little children that don't have any because she didn't want oh, them. Oh, I love it. Yes. So. <laughs> and it also, without knowing at that young of an age, um, preps them for later in life as they move into um, higher education or their own families, um, they will appreciate less clutter it really truly is a life lesson. And the earlier you start, the easier it is. It's a win-win in my opinion for everyone. I love that. That is so encouraging. And I really love this thought process because it just kind of gives me a whole new mindset shift when it comes to um, decluttering and purging things and just keeping it simple. Yeah. And, you know, there are occasions when I work with clients that they do have younger children that they are saving specific things for, whether it's um, a certain toy or toys or clothes or that kind of thing. And my recommendation to that is to find a, a small bin because the bigger, the more stuff, quote unquote, you're storing. But find a bin, um, a handful, you know, limit yourself five, 10 things um, and label those and find a space um, out of primary real estate, as I call it in your closet or in storage, you know, put it up high mm -hmm. until you need it, but it's labeled and it's there when you do need it. And then you can donate after the, that child or the children, you know, coming after have used it or benefited from it. Oh, that's so good. I know you always say, keep it simple and let your spaces work for you. Yes. So in thinking about 
a family um, with children at home. How do you start small and um, keep it simple? And what's your best encouragement for letting your spaces work for you? Number one is you absolutely want to declutter. Um, What I say about decluttering is a clear space makes for a clear mind. And this absolutely will reduce outside noise or anxiety you have because overstimulating your mind can definitely have a negative effect. And I quote Peter Walsh because I love this quote, your home should be the antidote to stress, not the cause of it. Oh, that's good. Absolutely. I, I just 100%, um, I just cannot ingrain that in enough people um, because it really should. It's your castle. It's where you reprieve from a long day, whether you're mm-hmm. working or volunteering or whatever you're doing outside of the home. When you come home, it should definitely be the antidote to stress, not the cause of it. So always keep that in mind. Look around at your things, what's surrounding you and ask yourself, okay, does that make me feel peaceful? And not to mention, are you causing yourself more work um, by maintaining and dusting unnecessary things that have no purpose or meaning in your home? And when you declutter it, it increases productivity. You focus better. Your mind is less occupied by the clutter in your spaces. Are you able to watch TV or are you looking at the things that beside the television that need to be dusted or are outdated or you just don't want anymore, but Mm -hmm. it's there. (laughs) I can totally relate with that too, because I know when I'm in a season, like a busier season and I let some things go, it definitely has an effect on my mind. I always feel better when I have a clean space that everything has a home and everything is um, tidy. And of course, like, you know, toys are going to be out during the day if Beckett's home or whatever, but they have a place to go before bedtime and that type of thing. Right. And that's another thing that children should absolutely be involved with. Instead of you doing that after you've bathed and put them to bed or read a story, whatever uh-huh. the process is. So, you know, that, that goes into the organizing part of it. So, You know, you're absolutely right, Amber. We're so um, busy, myself included, and I'm not exempt from it. My house, um, my things aren't always in their places. My husband and I just run 90 to nothing, but I'm okay with that because everything in my home has a place. Everything, and my husband knows those places, you know, we just kind of have, we have our Mm -hmm. system, we have labels. There's never a question if someone is at my house and needs to find something, they're not searching long. So creating order and just having a place for everything can absolutely reduce anxiety. Um, You know, it can create more efficient daily routines. It can even save you money in the sense of you become a more conscious buyer, meaning you'll think about need versus want. You'll think about the space that you have now at home because everything, you know, is, is contained. It'll prevent duplicate purchases, um, you know, which again is the one in one out rule. As I mentioned before, you know, it just saves time cleaning and maintaining unnecessary things, but absolutely essentially gives you the gift of time to spend with friends, family, and just doing things you enjoy you know, the gift of time, you just, you can't get time back. Right. So true. Having a place for everything. So if your house feels cluttered, you guys have been busy or someone's like, Hey, we'll be there in 20 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) You're just putting things where they belong. 
because you already have that place for me. You've already done that thought process or had a professional organizer, you know, um, make that sustainable system for you. And it, and it does need to be sustainable. And then when the children are involved with it and they're responsible for their own things, um, if you have set up a system for them, there's just no excuse for, you know, these are where your shoes belong. You here's your drop zone. This is where your backpack goes. The important papers are here, you know, and kids thrive off of structure. My mom said that I never could do my homework unless my desk space was clear and clean, you know, so I, and I do remember all of that. Yes. What would you tell the mama who is overwhelmed by the thought of kind of getting her home staged, because I know you talk a lot about um, selling and dwelling made simple. That is your tagline to your business. So some people may think like staging is just for when you're about to sell your home or, you know, something like that. So what would you tell the mama who is just like, why should I get my home staged for living here? Right. That's a great question because um, home staging was actually coined for real estate for people who are selling, but it goes so much further than that. And beyond that, I have clients call and say, I'm not moving, but will you come stage my house? Yes. Um, and I always encourage that, as you know, you and I've talked about that mm-hmm. before, um, before you go buy new furniture, wait a minute, let's, let's get a better flow. It's all about flow. You want to pay attention to the walking paths in your home and identify focal points for each room. Um, you know, there are big pieces of furniture and I'm, I'm going to kind of get on a small path that does have to do with staging, but this is just a small path that I keep running into yeah. on a daily basis with clients. And that is parents or grandparents are giving children or grandchildren big pieces of furniture because it was Aunt Betty's or Uncle Jack's and it means something to family. And that is beautiful. And I understand that. But then they start getting more and more and become the storage unit of the family and have a hodgepodge of furniture that's big with different colors. And they're not happy with their stuff, but feel guilty if they don't keep it in the family. Right. And I, you know, I will say to that, you should not be held hostage by your things and you can't take these things with you, but do ask yourself, will my kids want aunt Betty's humongous armoire? My child would not. I mean, she would just got. So essentially, I would be leaving her to deal with all of that. Break the cycle. Yes. You know, so yes. So that goes in with the flow. Are you happy with your furniture or is it the setup? Before you get into all of that, you know, you need to ask yourself these questions. Is this peaceful to me? Do I enjoy coming home and, and looking at this? And do I keep buying things to make this pretty? And I just don't find it pretty. Um, so you, you're not the storage unit. Um, and I remember my parents saying, if you want any of your childhood things, come get them now. We are, yes, <laughs> we are not your storage unit. Um, these, you know, so I was like, what? Right. I'm so offended. <laughs> yes. But yes. It makes perfect sense. I don't want to store things for my child. Um, you know, I, right. I have things set up the way it flows for, um, my husband and I, so we, right, you know, so do consider these things. You are not um, you, you bound or obligated to, to keep things that you don't want or need or use. 
That is so good. I love that permission to just like, you know, donate it or see if somebody else in the family wants it or has a purpose for it. I can totally relate to this in my own life too. There's been some pieces that I'm just like, you know, I love this, but our house is not big and we don't have a place for it. And I can enjoy the memories with that piece of furniture and like, you know, appreciate it, but it doesn't have to take space in my home if I don't have a place for it. I love it, Amber. That's exactly right. That's, that's exactly right. One of the things I love about working with you personally is that when you come, you've been to my house a couple of times to do this with me over the years. And it's just so nice because sometimes you think if I work with a professional organizer, I'm going to have to buy all of these new storage pieces and everything's going to have to look perfect like you see on Instagram or Pinterest. And what what I've always loved about you is that you want to work with what I have already. And, um, you know, if we need something, then you will, you know, purchase that thing. Um, But more times than not, we have something already around the house that we we will repurpose and, um, you know, use what I already have. So I love that because I think it just takes the stress and pressure off of some parents that are looking to, you know, declutter and um, organize, but not really want to buy new things or um, invest in expensive storage containers. Right. You know, you're exactly right. My, my number one um, thing, especially for staging um, people who are done with this house, you know, shop your home. Because that um, cute little vase that you have over there that you're sick of and you've looked at, you know, for so long in that spot, it makes shining better over here. And we have moved some of your things. You're like, you know, yes, think of it here. It looks so different now. (laughs) I like it. It does. It's like in a whole new light. And it's amazing how just moving it around and putting it with other things is just like having a fresh perspective, you know, somebody come in from the outside because I see this stuff all the time. Um, And so having you come in and just help me make it functional too Mm -hmm. is it's just been so amazing. I like to have you come like once a year because I need like a little refresh. (laughs) No, we have definitely moved some furniture around. (laughs) Yes. Some some fun things. Um, Yes. But it, it really is. It's, it's, you know, I can't say it enough. Shop your home first because I love that. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you have to donate everything and go buy everything fresh and new. Um, so right. it's, it's a great rule of thumb. And again, when you're decluttered and organized, you do, I, you do become a more conscious or thoughtful buyer um, from that point on. I mean, organizing, it is an investment, but it's, it's a sustainable investment. And, you know, if you have an aesthetic that you like, or you have bins that you already like, that's perfectly fine. Um, a lot of people do like the Instagram worthy, mm-hmm. whatever you call it, um, photos in those containers. And, you know, I, I've done it so much that I, I'm very thoughtful in, in that buying process. There are very reasonable containment options. Um, it just, it, it does add up. So you have to think, do I need these five pair of jeans when I already have 20 or do I want a system in, in my home. So, you know, I mean, you could think about things like that as well. As we are, you know, at Christmas time and we have new toys coming in and some toys going out too, we still have 
you know, the thought of toys in the home. And I wanted to touch on toy rotation because that's something that you and I have talked about with Beckett's toys. And we made a system where we have some toys um, that we keep in the living room and then we, you know, we'll rotate them every couple weeks or so. And it just helps to keep him still playing with things and not getting bored and not getting overwhelmed by too many toys. So what are your thoughts and best tips for um, rotating toys? Um, Toy rotation, in my opinion, is so um, important, especially during this day and age when there's so many choices Uh, we tend to overstimulate our kids with activities and toys around the house. I think that when you have too many choices, you flip from one to another and it's hard to focus and concentrate to one thing, Mm -hmm. which can be impactful in our school, uh, work. And when we're sitting at school, in my opinion, um, so I feel like overstimulation kind of trickles into everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's how you handle it. So as parents, I find it's a positive um, effect on your mind when you have a few choices and then you get creative in how you're going to play with, you know, the few things that you have at your fingertips. So I always encourage when there's, a, you know, a lot of choices of toys to put some in a bin at the top of a, the closet, out of sight, out of mind, label mm-hmm. it for yourself. Um, And then, like you said, every couple of weeks while they're, you know, napping or at school or preschool, wherever they are, um, not in the room, bring those down, put the other ones in the bin. Or if there's missing pieces or they're broken, that's your opportunity to go ahead and either donate or throw away um, broken pieces or little things, you know, lying around out of sight, out of mind. Again, we, we only have a short window to get away with that. So take advantage of it. That is so good. And I love what you just said about, you know, when there's fewer choices, they can really dive deep into that one set of toys, whether it be Legos or magnet tiles, and they can just like use their creativity and just not get so overwhelmed by, oh, I want to go to the next toy and I want to, you know, get into this one, but they can actually you know, have that space and that dedication to just enjoy what they have in front of them. So I love that. And ease of mind to be creative. You know, we yes need that. We need the creativity as well. And, um, you know, I had Barbies growing up and yeah, made fake water beds with Ziplocs and filled it up with water and put a washcloth on it. I would play for hours. Oh, that is so smart. <laughs> That's genius. It forced me and my sisters to be um, creative. We would, you know, we just, m- my mom did something similar like that with us. So, and, and then when the new, when the toys that were out of rotation come back into rotation, it's as if you've gotten new toys. Exactly. I mean, it's a win-win. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it just, it works really well and it um, helps your mind be able to focus longer on one thing. And I think Kind of in this day and age, we with the phones and the technology and that kind of thing, we do have shorter um, span, attention spans. Mm-hmm, um, so mm-hmm. anything like that that can help at home, I think, is is beneficial. And that's just my opinion. I'm certainly not a doctor or an expert. Oh, I love that though. It's good to have that perspective to give ourselves the space to just have that creativity, even as adults. You know, I mean, I think with 
with physical clutter too, we get so overwhelmed by things that we can't really focus on what's right in front of us and dive deep, just kind of like, you know, as kids do with toys. So, right. And I, I do know adults and, and myself included, if there's, you know, I, I can't meet you for dinner because my house is chaos and that has to, you know, I need to take care of that first before. So you kind of get held hostage Mm-hmm. Um, a system or with some chaos or clutter um, or, or some people it, it's debilitating for them. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And people need a, a, a starting point and um, circling back around to that, Amber, I think we talked about that. Um, I don't know that I touched on it, but starting small, um, you know, if there's a drawer in your kitchen, I know in the South, we call it a junk drawer. Um, Mm -hmm. I make it where, you know, it's a catch-all drawer, but, you know, start small, something like that, a nightstand drawer, take everything out. What do you use? What is outdated? What is old? What will you, you had no idea it was in there and it means nothing to you to, so throw it away and Mm -hmm. only put back the things that you absolutely need or use. And you will be shocked at, you know, outdated help plan cards or, you know, an old or receipts or something from, you know, rid of that visual clutter. And it's, it's, it's life changing to open a drawer that used to just be so full, you couldn't find anything. And then, yes. And it like would barely close and you have to like shove it. But then when you open it now, it's just so nice. And it just (laughs) opens and closes. (laughs) It it is. And then, Oh, uh, if I need my tape measure, it's right here. Oh gosh. If if you need a pin, it's in this drawer. Take your pick. They're all laid out nicely. So yes, it saves time and headache and fighting and all the things <laughs> just life changing and th- and then when you have multiple hands in it when kids need you to sign something they know exactly where it is and exactly where it belongs when it's time to put it away so oh, that's awesome you know, yeah it's so helpful that is so helpful and I love what you said about just starting small because I think that it's very easy to hear something like this and be like okay I want to do my whole entire house and the garage and all the things but you have to start small or and you know do something like a drawer or a nightstand um, because it is so easy to get overwhelmed and even though you might be excited about starting um, something like this I think that myself included you know I I might just want to go all in and then I get overwhelmed and I just like stop because I'm just overwhelmed, you know? Well, and we all have a ton of house projects. And so I say start small as to not get burned out or not to get overwhelmed. You don't want to get to that point. But when you see such a small change in such a small space, you human wise just want to keep going and it kind of rolls into the next space. And then, you know, you're getting quicker at it or better at it. And you, oh yeah, you know, you can time yourself too. Okay. I want to, um, stand in my closet for 10 minutes and get rid of at least five to 10 shirts that I've not worn in two years and donate those and time yourself for 10 minutes out of 24 hours. And that way you're not burned out, you're not stressed out about it. And you've actually checked that off, off your list or your mental list. And you've, you've accomplished something and you are productive. You you've met a goal and you've freed up some space and kind of piggybacking on that. I, I do recommend, um, if you want to, 
declutter your closet or a big space like that, I, I don't recommend setting a whole day for that. Um, that's something that I would do, but I'm used to doing that and I absolutely enjoy it um, for myself and other people. Um, but if you, if that's not where your mind is, I encourage you to get maybe a basket or a bin and put it in, in the closet or the space that you want to declutter. And every time you walk by and you eyeball something, ask yourself, if we were to move tomorrow, would I want to pack that? Would I want to move that? Have I worn that in six months to a year? Did I wear that last season? And oh, quickly that's ask so good. Yourself, yeah. And then throw that in your bin or your basket. And when that fills up, get it out of the house. But if you have, if you don't trust yourself and you think you'll change your mind, mm-hmm. get back up, get it out of the house that day and let someone else enjoy it. Oh, that's so good. I love that. And also it's like that instant gratification because when you go through (laughs) the shirts and dresses hanging in your closet and you get rid of, you know, say 20 different things that you haven't worn in the past couple years or you no longer fit, you can see that, you know, you can see the progress you made. And like you said, it's like a trickle effect because you want to keep going. It's like a high. Yes. I love helping people and um, getting to use my creativity or my passion um, just to help people and, and get that stuff done with and or for. So, well, you are so talented at it. When we're thinking about, you know, creating a space inside of our home, say like the living room and the kitchen, you know, in my house, it's like an open concept, kind of like one room and the dining room, it's all um, one big area. What is your best advice to make that space feel cozy and welcoming and bring that warmth into it while still being, you know, decluttered and um, and not have a lot of stuff? Right. Um, that's a great question. And to answer you, honestly, I'll start off with lighting. So you want to have just enough to define that space where it's comfortable. And then, you know, your accents, you bring in your accents with your favorite color or something, you know, that means something to you and not too much of it, just enough for warmth, just enough to have it fill up a little space. Um, Mm -hmm. Years ago, um, my husband and I were, I don't know, we were in the process of moving. So we were in a rental and I hated it. Um, it just wasn't my favorite place, but whatever, we made the best of it. And I had some uh-huh. friends come over and they were like, oh, it's so cozy in here. And I was like, huh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I just loathed. I could not stand where we were. At the, it was temporary, but um, they were like, oh my gosh, it's so cozy in here. It's so, I feel so warm and welcoming. So I started thinking about that and looking around and it, it, it was my lighting. I didn't care for the space. So I didn't have a ton out. I didn't, but that's what makes me happy anyway. But right. It's, it really depends on you. What brings you warmth and peacefulness and happiness, but just enough, you have to find that balance. Um, you know, okay. yeah, you have like a console, put two lamps on there and then, you know, um, you've got some, some neat little lighting, uh, a cozy, um, throw or pillow, but you know, you don't want to have too many of those around. So if 
Right, right. Finding that balance of just enough, but not too much where you feel overwhelmed by it. Right. And, you know, if you love watching television in your living room with a million blankets, have a place to fold and store those. If it's a basket beside your couch, but, um, you know, don't, don't leave them a mess and awry. Yes. Yes. Oh, that was so good. Thank you so much, Monica, for all of your tips and expertise and just sharing with our audience today. I feel like this was so helpful, even for me as a refresher, just to like hear you say this stuff again has just been amazing. Thank you. I'm so happy to hear that. I I want to help. So any anything I've missed, please do circle back around. If if you have any listeners that have any questions, you know how to get in touch with me. you know, I, I just appreciate you having me on. And I just, I had the best time I could talk about this for hours, days. Oh, I love it. Thank you, Monica. And tell everybody where they can find you. So you're on Instagram. I am on Instagram at Snapshot Staging. My website is under construction. So that should be coming hopefully soon. We'll see. But um <laughs> mainly on Instagram. She is so great to follow on Instagram because she posts the before and the after and it's just like very practical things that you can see the transformation and the how-to steps too. So Monica is just a wealth of knowledge and just a joy to know. So thank you so much for um, giving your time today. It's been so amazing talking to you. Thank you so much for having me on, Amber. I had a ball. I so appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining me this week, friend. Want to keep the celebration going? I invite you to join me inside of my online printable membership, where you can instantly access fun printables to help you cultivate and celebrate a joy-filled life. For show notes and links for everything mentioned on today's episode, head on over to amberbrogdon.com podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you left a review wherever you're listening today. It only takes a few seconds, but it really does make a difference in reaching new listeners. Thanks again for joining me on this episode of Cultivate and Celebrate. I'm always cheering you on, friend. Until next time.